podcast and uh it's gonna be a fun one because we've got an og one of the originals and and a guy i called the toughest man in a gogi <laughs> i don't know about tough <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're gonna get into that look and there's a bunch of reasons i call you that but so i got michael porter in here and for guys that don't know you know we've talked about it a good bit as we've talked about ago you started we didn't start to have students we just started to train and and you came in absolutely in the meat grinder more than just about anybody that stuck yeah because stacy and i were good when you got there yeah and that's that's different right because it wasn't like you could catch up to us we had already had a head start oh yeah big head start so michael came in and when I say he's tough, I absolutely mean it from from rolling to injuries to just finishing people. I mean, whether it's winning, losing, fighting, whatever, Michael Border is one tough guy. Mike, thanks for being in here, man. Oh, thanks for having me, man. What thanks. was it like? What was it like for you back then? Uh, well, I was I was clueless, you know. Uh, I was clueless. I uh I got into a confrontation at work with a guy or, you know, some guy that wasn't supposed to be there uh, telling the guy to leave, you know, you're not supposed to be here, you're trespassing. The guy was drinking, and um, he hits me in the face with a bottle. So I I deck him, I knock him down, and uh, uh, I go down to pin him down, and the guy's squirming, you know, he's squirming. Uh, As I was going down on top of him, he up kicks kicks me and breaks my nose. So... um, uh, I'm trying to get down on the ground with him, and I just, I don't know what's going on. You know, I was a Golden Glove boxer. You know, my uncle got me into boxing, but when we went to the ground there, I didn't know what to do. And the guy gets up, he gets away, and uh, anyway, I get home, I'm like, man, I, you know, I would love to train some kind of wrestling or something. Yeah. And I just Google, I was living in Lafayette, my wife and I at the time, living in Lafayette, and I Google, you know, wrestling or jiu-jitsu around walker county a newspaper ad come up with you in it you and stacy it's funny man like you know <laughs> it's not like we're great at advertising to this day but you know all it's so crazy all the guys that are like yeah i saw you in the newspaper which yeah. that doesn't even happen anymore right well, like nobody even uses the newspaper yeah we did and there was a phone number, and I remember calling the phone number, and it was you. I was like, "Hey, you know, I've uh, I've always wanted to kind of train jujitsu and all that." You're like, "Yeah, all right, you know, come on in. We're at such and such. It was right beside the place beside uh, the corner, right beside Fred's. Yep, in Lafayette. Yeah, the very first. So I remember going in there and uh, clueless. You know, I had no idea. I saw you, saw um, Walt, and I saw Stacy. You remember Walt? Oh, man, I talk about Walt to this day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love Walt. And, you know, one thing about Walt, (laughs) 
He was extremely strong. Had oh a glass God. company for years, but oh also God. his son's a black belt. Yeah, uh, people forget about that. So. Yeah, and, and you know I get in there, and you know I'm I thought I was a little cocky there, but I got humbled like day one. <laughs> well, there's no escaping. You <laughs> well, know, there's like, not. No. You know, there's not. I, and I just I realized real quick that I had no idea. You know, um, what I was doing, and uh, I knew I wanted to learn, uh, but. It was tough. It yeah. was real tough, man. I, I, I shit. I after that day and the other days that I come in, I'm like, man, I'm why am I doing this to myself? It's, these guys it are is tough because you're going through that. You know, I remember going through the first bottle of Advil. You know, in the first week or something. <laughs> yeah. like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, but you stuck it out, and I did. Um, I did. Real quick before we get too far in, talk to me about the Golden Gloves because I knew you were a Golden Gloves boxer, but tell me a little bit about that. I wasn't great. You know, my uncle, Scotty, he was all-south champ. We had to, we didn't have a wrestling class where I went to school over in North Jackson. We didn't have a wrestling team, um, but North Jackson uh, Boxing Club was still going on, and um, uh, that's where my uncle trained, so I always looked up to him. I wanted to be like him. He was good. Yeah. And uh, started training and um, ended up my first fight. I, was, I think I was 13 when I started training. Uh, my first fight was in Decatur, Alabama's Golden Glove. And uh, uh, I lost, but it was it was fun. You know, yeah. I knew I liked, I liked fighting after that. Um, That's something I never got into boxing you yeah. know, as a kid. And I really, I think I missed out on that. Yeah. Gives you a lot of skills and, you know, just teach you a lot of lessons. It, it, I, learned, I learned enough just to be dangerous. Yeah. You know, I was a little guy and I got picked on a lot. And, um, you know, somebody picked on me too much. Next thing I don't know, I done fired their head up. You yeah. know, they're, they're running off with a busted nose and, you know. When you walked into a go you the first time, you were definitely one of the strongest guys I'd ever went with. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the shaking. Strength, yeah. He's, he's so tired of shaking. He's <laughs> well, shaking a lot. You think he's he, grabbing you. You think there's no way he can do this for long. I mean, he, he's got to be – he's going to get tired here in a minute, but he will just keep going and keep going. You're like, he's – God, how can he grab me this hard this long? It's, it just never made sense. But everybody would always be waiting on you to gas. Yeah. And you just wouldn't gas, wouldn't you gas. know? And so it was uh, – and I remember you, it's it before I even knew a submission, you know, I would roll with you, and, and you were so athletic, you were so big, you're a big dude, and you were so athletic, so limber, and I remember going with you, you know, we didn't have gi back then, right. we didn't know, I didn't know what a gi was, and uh, I remember, and you would tell me, your first advice was like, you know, just quit using your strength, you don't use, don't use your strength, save it, and I remember thinking, well, I don't have nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, strength well, is all I got at this point, you know. <laughs> and learning to conserve it. You know, I, I talk about it all the time, but this is a good time to talk about it. You know, you're you're very strong. Obviously, we got tons of guys that are very strong. Oh, yeah. And if you think about it from like a baseball analogy, you think about a guy throwing 90 miles an hour every pitch. Yeah. Well, at some point, you can time that 90 and, and get used to it. But if that guy's throwing 60 and then an 85 mile an hour comes at you, it looks faster. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's not, it's not that I'm as strong as like a Finney, but a lot of times I'm using so little for most of the time that when I use what I got, it feels like a lot. Right. And that's, that's kind of, and using super, it when you need it. When you need it, because yeah. then, you know, it's not like I got unlimited cardio. Yeah, so exactly. I got to save it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, the, you know, when we started, 
I think this is a story I've been dying to go over since we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one. So for, for a lot of years, there were, we called him the colonel. His name was Kevin, and he walked around Lafette dressed as a Civil War soldier. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he yeah. had some health issues and some smell issues. Yeah. But he would come in and bring his armory that he had, so whatever he picked up. And a lot of times it was pads or weapons or, you know, it could be a pike. It could be yeah. anything, you know, a halberd or something. And he would come in and, like, want to drill a little bit with us. So yeah. one day the, the colonel comes in and – now, let me give you one quick story on the colonel, just so you understand what you're dealing with. So when I was principal at Gilbert, we'd have like a little festival outside. You know, it's it's in the center of town, and we were doing bulb peanuts, and you could get, you know, barbecue or regular. And remember the guy, he walks up, and he's dressed in a Civil War outfit, and they're like, Kevin, do you want some bulb peanuts? He's like, yeah, yeah, here, I'll, I'll give you some. So they give him a, a cup of boiled peanuts and he wants barbecue and he's like that's not period appropriate so he takes the styrofoam cup and he dumps the boiled peanuts in his hat <laughs> and he eats all the peanuts out of his hat the barbecue boiled peanuts and then he puts his hat back on and goes about his business I can just see it I, mean, I can just, see it alright so he comes in and he, he's got this pad and we've all been here before, so we're, you know, none of us are, are thinking about it, but Porter doesn't know. So Porter's trying to be friendly. He's like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll hold the pad. And he's like, no, I want to hold it. I want you to kick it. Well, and here, here's the thing real quick. You know, when I live, my wife at the time was living in Lafayette, so that's why I moved there. But anyway, I would see this guy walking around town dressed in Civil War attire. Yeah, with a Bowie knife. Yeah, and I was like, well, this is pretty cool. You know, this is a Civil War historic town, and... You know, it was cool seeing him walking around town all the time. And then, boom, here he is standing in her. Yeah, they didn't realize he, it was mainly mental illness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, there were some, we some good things he did. Oh, also. yeah, yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. So he comes in. He's like, I want to hold this pad. And Porter's like, I'll kick it. He's like, well, and I'm, I've been training a lot, too, with Larry. Oh, yeah. I've been doing one-on-ones in his garage, and my kicks were ferocious. Now, yeah, as much as people might think of you as a grappler, <laughs> I always looked at you as really a kickboxer that grappled, too. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, I mean, your kicks and punches were something else. Yeah. That was maybe your biggest strength. Right. So he lines up, and the colonel's holding the, <laughs> the pad. <laughs> And just before you go to kick, just as you're kicking, he sticks the pad up, he closes his eyes, and you, he raised the pad as he He raised the pad. And you kicked him in the belly. It was kind of like in the... Right in the liver. Yeah, it was bad. bad. So if you ever watched like Mad TV back in the day, but if you've ever seen the guy getting shot by the... By the bowl, by the cannonball. So they shoot yes. the cannon out, and it hits the fat that guy. That is a good way to explain like that. Moves, and you can see it in slow motion, bro. That's exactly how. It is. <laughs> that is the best I way to describe it that. So up close, and it was like the guy getting hit with a cannonball, and I see just boom, you know, the belly's flopping, uh, moving, and I thought he's killed him. He's killed him. <laughs> and and he stumped. I think he. Might have went to the bathroom in his pants. Yeah. And then he left. Yeah, he, he did. He, he lost control. Yeah. So at that point, <laughs> we have a little bit of a laugh, but really we just go back to grappling. Yeah. And then you're trying to figure, I remember Porter at the end, he's like, man, what's that smell? 
And I was like, hello, man. I don't, I don't smell anything. And he's like, there's a smell around here. And and he, he's looking around for it. And finally, he figured out it was his foot that yeah. had kicked the guy. Yes. He's having to use and bleach to clean his this, foot off. This stench stuck to my foot. And I was like, oh, my God. It was rough. Yeah. But I will never forget that in my life. Dude, I felt so bad. I felt terrible. But just seeing the bell, like, it... <laughs> it was still hilarious and he's passed away but he lived a long life after so yeah. you know, didn't it didn't end him but uh man it's yeah. one i'll never forget stacy was joke you know he joked he's like man we thought you know we hadn't seen him in a while i thought we'd go out in the alleyway and find him dead somewhere but hey we didn't know him, i was like he, why did you do that why did you raise the pad no oh it was no bad. he definitely raised the pad with his eyes closed yeah stri- you know yeah how you stick your arm straight out yeah so as far away from his body as he could get instead oh. of having it tight to his body yeah so Along with that, another one that I really remember, and this is kind of getting to where I think, obviously, I think of Porter being just my friend and strong and tough guy, but I really think about injuries. Because <laughs> you've had some good ones. I've had some good ones, but you're right there probably passing me. <laughs> one of them that I'll never forget is when you're – your shoulder came out in Larry's garage. Yes, I've actually. This come out a few times. I was talking about that last week with one of the guys. I showed him the picture. I, I'll have to show you. I, I still got the picture. I've got the picture. It's me, you, Stacy, Caleb, um, Chris. Yeah, remember cut his, Chris Henderson. Yep, yeah, Chris Henderson and um, uh, Zach. Okay, Zach Zach's was actually in there with us. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, and my arm, my arm was all wrapped up in the. Hand wraps yep. that y'all you y'all set my arm back. And I remember you wrapped so it up. The shoulder comes out, and <laughs> you know Stacy's always very confident in his <laughs> healing abilities. Yes, and he's not the most gentle not person the most on gentle. the planet. <laughs> you know, I've I've seen some injuries since then of guys trying to pull shoulders back and they've hurt guys. And I'm not saying Stacy did it wrong. I think I think you were fine. But oh yeah, God, it freaks fine. me out. I, you know, as you get older and you start hearing it, you're like, man, we could hurt him bad. But I remember holding you up, and I could feel the ball of your shoulder in your armpit. Yeah, I literally, you put, could accidentally it. put my hand on the ball of the armpit. Yeah, it was bad. It was rough. And so then Stacy stuck it up in there, and we wrapped it with a boxing wrap. Yeah. How did we take a picture of that? Some, I think Larry, you know, we were training there at Larry's at the time because we didn't have nowhere else yeah. to train. So yeah. that we were go to the garage, and uh, Larry, I think, is the one that took the picture. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I had no idea there was a picture yeah. of that, but yeah. I can remember that day as clear as can be. Yeah. <laughs> I remember how, it was really good, how good it felt when y'all got that back in. <sighs> It was such a relief. Oh, my God. And then you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll just drive home. Like, well, you need to ride something? No, man, I'm good. I'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh, my gosh. Um, before we get into more injuries, because there's, there's several more, but what's it been like? Uh, you know, we were in Larry's garage, yeah. and then you've been here for the whole thing. What has that been like? I mean, as somebody that's seen the whole thing – and. Man, just I as much a part of it. Yeah, you know? I've, I've uh, you know, from day one, we were, you know, a few times we were struggling to find a place to train, and I was already in it so deep, you know, wherever y'all went, I was with you. Sure. You know, I don't care where in the hell we were training, I was going to train with you guys, and, um, you know, just to see where it is now, man, it's just <laughs> amazing I mean, to me. Yeah, you're basically a hermit like us for a long time. We yeah. just bounced 
place to place. Well, and if you could remember, you know, I, I divorced and yeah. uh, ended up moving to uh, Saudi Daisy. I tried training a little bit at other gyms in Chattanooga, and that lasted about a week. Yep. And then I was driving from Saudi Daisy all the way back to Lafayette to train. Yep. Yeah, I mean, look. it's just, I just, yeah, that was my place. That was my guys. That was my, you know, that still is, always will be. Oh, Man, yeah. that's why it's cool. Um, all right, let's let's keep going with injuries because there's there's another big one. Yeah, you get your purple belt, and <laughs> I got my purple belt. You know, Porter's tough as tough as nails, and for his purple belt, and this is there's not many times I've done this, but like you and um, Hank, yes. I mean, y'all are killers, and you're killers that came up in a time where we wasn't teaching technique. And so I knew y'all knew it, but you learned to use your gay game all the time, right? Like, so A game, B game, you know, you're not – you're playing to win. That's how we just came up. And so I remember going, all right, guys, I know you guys know jujitsu, but – Here's here's what a purple belt has to know. Let's just make sure you guys know. And y'all blew yeah. it out of the water. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was a blue belt. If you remember, I was a blue belt for three years. Absolutely. I and uh, Sterling and I, matter of fact, we got our uh, blue belts on the same day. Yeah. And um, went and through the gauntlet, and uh, but three years I was a blue belt. Yep. And I was let's see, I was about two and a half blue, but five purple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think our our time it just took so much longer coming up. I mean, yeah. You know, it's just not like now. I feel like if you just get in one place and stay there, you're you're going to get a black belt. Well, and we didn't. Even, I I wasn't chasing a belt then. I, we didn't have belts when I started, no, so a belt didn't mean nothing belt. to me. Yeah, we never I mean, obviously, if you if y'all threw a belt on us, we're like, hell yeah, man, that's cool, you yeah. know. But it wasn't about the belt. No, never was, never will be. No, and that that really is important to understand that it's the grind, it's the guys, yep. it's the it's the group. It's it's everything but the bell. Exactly. The bell honestly gets in the way a lot. Of <laughs> it does. The higher the belt you go, the bigger the target you are. And uh, well, uh, before we get to the new belt, let's talk about the brown, the purple, because I remember, <laughs> you know, like I said, one guy I know for sure as tough as nails as you. And I remember doing that Shark Tank and watching you and going, man, he's struggling. Mm-hmm. And I actually went and got on you and gave you just a little break. You and did. I remember doing it. You did. And because normally Porter's the last guy that ever needs a break. Yeah. You know, he's he's good. But I could just see it on his face. And, you know, he he, he kept going. And yeah. you finished the the whole thing, yeah, did the Shark, shark tank. tank. What happened after that? Um it, it was weird because I remember, I think that's that's actually when it this thing happened. So, long story, I, I had a heart attack. We got a long time. So yeah, yeah. I've, uh, you know, I, but I noticed, you know, a little bit of time leading up to that, my strength wasn't what it was. I was gassing a little bit more. But during that uh, shark tank, it was something different. Like, I completely lost all my strength. I wasn't... Um, I wasn't gasping for air. I wasn't short of breath. I just had absolutely no strength. You know, you could ask me to pick up a 10-pound weight, and I would have struggled to do it, I think. And um, after that, you know, I t- like like you said, I toughed it out and made it all the way through. But when I went home, I was like, man, something's not right. You know, something something's not right. I don't feel normal. Anyway, I think it was um, the next week I come in to train. I think I was training with Sterling. Um, we were over in East Ridge. Yeah. And uh, training with Sterling, we were doing some uh, 
uh, drills. You know, he had five, six people laying down. We were, you know, one after another going down, wrestling. And um, I remember that happened again. But it, it's funny because somebody was filming at that time. So I was down on, you know, I was sitting there grappling with somebody and uh, stood up and I was holding my chest. And you saw yeah. me walking back to the wall. So again, I was thinking, man, you know, what is this? My lungs was burning. You know, it, I would lose my strength and my lungs. You ever, like jogging in the running in, cold, in the winter. Yeah. Breathing in that cold air, how your lungs felt. That's exactly what it felt like. And, um, uh, you know, I finished the training session up that day, went home, and I think it was the next day or day after. Or no, excuse me, it might have been, the. I think it was the week after. Uh, I go in with Eli. You know, Eli's uh, teaching that class. I think it was at lunch class. Yeah. And uh, I go in and I train with Eli. There's a few of us in there. And boom, that's happening again. And I'm like, man, something is is definitely wrong. So I finished the training. I went home and I called my wife at the time. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go into the emergency room. Um, something's not right. And I need to get checked out. And she's like, okay, just let me know what happens. So pull up. I've been to... Uh, memorial pull up there and I thought well you know I'm just gonna go on and give it another day or two and then something's like go in Michael go yeah. in go in so I pulled in walked in the emergency room I told them what was going on and they give me an EKG and um, I'm sitting there they do the EKG we're talking cutting up and they're like Michael hey we're gonna do some blood tests okay everything's fine everything's fine but we just want to look into it a little deeper so we can do a little blood test I'm like okay you know and I sit down we're talking cutting up they pull blood and you know I'm sitting there waiting for a while they get the results back they come back there hey Mr. Porter hey listen we're gonna keep you all night okay <laughs> everything's fine everything's fine but we just want to check you out a little bit more you know your your heart enzyme was uh, elevated a little bit and we just uh, we want to go in there with a camera to see if there's some little blockage or something you know but everything's fine still hadn't told me I had a heart attack at this point right and um, spend the night, next day they get me and, um, you know, give me something to chill me out a little. And then they take me back to do the uh, um, scope. They run right. the camera up through my arm. And um, he's looking up through there and I quit breathing. I remember I stopped breathing. Like, was not breathing at all. And they're like, Mr. Porter, breathe, breathe. You know, and they're sitting there pushing on my chest, pushing on my chest. And I remember thinking, well, I'm not breathing, but I'm not suffocating either. I was, I was awake. I was aware. Yeah. But anyway, they got me breathing again. And then, um, you know, and they start talking to me. And then the doctor's like, Michael, listen, uh, we're going to have to do open heart surgery. Okay. I was like, what? I'm 42 years old. What do you mean you're going to have to do open heart surgery? Well, you've got a 80% blockage and a 70% blockage in your coronary artery your widow maker and uh he said we and it's in a spot that's too big that we can't um stent so yeah. we're gonna have to do open heart surgery i was like holy cow what have i had a heart attack and he's like yes you've had uh you've had a heart attack dude it was so wild to me because i didn't see you <clears throat> Until, because I was working during the day, and I, I guess the next couple classes you went to were during the day. So I literally saw you in the shark tank, and then I saw you in the hospital. Yep. 
Yeah, but, you came to see me after the I, surgery. I saw you right after the surgery. That was it. Oh, and it was funny. Right before um, Eli's class, before I went to the emergency room, I went to my doctor, my my regular doctor, and told her what was going on. She's like, oh, you're in great shape, Michael. It's probably the pollen. Yeah. And she gave me an inhaler to take in there. So I was sitting there sucking on that inhaler uh, while I was grappling with Eli and everybody else, and it wasn't doing anything. Uh, it was amazing um, to me. And then, I mean... Keep going. They they went in, did the surgery. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, you know, go back, and I'm like, oh my god. You know, my dad died at he he died at 46 other causes, and when they did um, his autopsy, they uh, he had heart disease, and they come back and they told my sister and I like, hey, listen, your dad had heart disease. This stuff is hereditary, and I'm like, well, I'll be fine. You know, yeah. I don't smoke. I do. You know, I work out. I'm in great shape. Never did bother me. I didn't think twice about it. Sure. But uh, that was it. Well, <laughs> it then, was a family uh, uh, it was genetic heart disease. I see you in there, and I remember they put a compression dressing, and you're like, I'm getting a titanium plate yeah. and a pressure dressing. And I swear it felt like a few weeks later I saw you on the mat again. It was three months yeah. after my open heart surgery. I remember when I walked back in there, Everybody started clapping. Yeah. They're like, ooh, Lord. Yeah, we were pumped. And I didn't realize, Matt, how close or how lucky I am. And this is, the doctor told me this, uh, you know, after I went back for my checkups. I'm like, you know, will I ever be able to train again? Can I train? He's like, Michael, honestly, probably your training is what saved your life. Because yeah, that was, you had a heart attack in your widow maker. And you being in great shape the way you was, I didn't have any heart damage, Matt. That's crazy. You know, I had a heart attack, but I didn't have any heart damage. And uh, those symptoms I was experiencing, he said, chances are people that have heart attacks will have the similar, you know, real similar symptoms. So jujitsu, I'm I'm able to, I know how I perform. Yeah. You know, if I start performing any, you know, poorly. I know something's going on. Well, nobody, you know, like you said, nobody <laughs> knows their body better than us. Yeah. Like, we know every, <laughs> because you need, you know, at our age, you need every advantage you can get Absolutely. for one. So if you got one less, you know it. There's Absolutely. no getting away from that. Yeah. So um, it was it was a wild experience to me. It, it was very scary. Obviously, just, you know, you know, knowing you, knowing <laughs> we were just on the mat with you. Yeah. And thinking about that possibility, that... And then That's next good. thing, they've got my chest open, and <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, yeah. It, and you know, I'll tell you something else too. I would not take that back for nothing. Um, that experience I felt like has helped. Uh, I think it saved a couple of people's lives yeah. because after it happened to me, of course, advertised it on Facebook. Everybody knew, and they're like, "Well, crap, man! If this will happen to Porter, this could happen to me. Porter's in great shape." You know, my boss, actually, Doug, he went, uh, after my heart attack, he went and got checked. He's like, well, shit, I better get checked. He goes and gets checked. He ends up with four bypasses. Wow. Wow. But he did it before he had a heart attack. Yeah, so it saved him. It saved him, yeah. yeah. And uh, several other, you know, I've heard a couple more people tell me the same story, so I would not take that back for nothing. Well, it's made me a lot more aware. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm more careful than I, because used to, I felt like you, like, well, I do all this stuff. I don't have to pay attention. Yeah. But but now I kind of pay attention to the heart stuff and, and anything like that as well because I want to get as many miles out of this as I can. Absolutely. I know you're in the same situation. Absolutely. And my doctor, my heart doctor told me, he said, Michael, you know what the number one killer 
with men are stubbornness. Yeah. Well, me and you both could be. That could happen easily. Absolutely. I mean, I could I could have seen you turn around. I could see me turn around. Yeah. You know, getting in that yeah. emergency room. Yeah. It's not a place you want to be. And now I'm like, oh God, you know, heartburn. Oh God, I better go to the hospital. <laughs> no. I mean, I was like that for a while, man. Any little thing I had in there, I'm like, oh crap, this is it. It'll and make I, you worry. I mean, but I went back several times, got checked, do stress tests. They're like, Michael, you're good. Dude, it's like my neck. I mean, as much as I've, I feel great about my neck and it's good, but it's still your neck. And yeah. when they're, you know, when they put two discs in and they go, yeah, we can't do three, you're like, all right, I got to keep, keep up with it. So, it just puts it's a little bit in the back of your mind oh, yeah. you know like i'm sure the heart as much as you don't want it to be will always be in the back of your mind just a little bit yeah but that might not be the worst thing the heart the shoulder yeah. <laughs> everything's in the back of my knee. <laughs> yeah knee. Well, let's oh, go ahead and God. get the knee we got other stuff to talk about but let's go ahead and get the knee so so this is porter <laughs> you know as <laughs> all of us but porter was the one in the situation so he's got tell us tell me about your son yeah, uh, so my, I'm both your kids. Yeah, my son is. Um, I've got a twelve-year-old daughter. She's twelve, going on eighteen. Yep. Uh, you know, always watching after daddy. Daddy don't do this or daddy don't say that. She's my she's my baby girl. Uh, my son, he's my pride and joy. Uh, he is in the U.S. Army right now. He's air traffic control, uh, and he is stationed at Fort Bragg. Yeah, and so uh, he is a sergeant. That's that's awesome. And I remember him. You know. Ain't a kid. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But Porter goes out when, was it graduation for him or <laughs> No, it was, a, well, it was the first visit I had when he, uh, after he got to Bragg. Um, he got there and um, he's rented him a house. He's wanting, you know, I'm wanting to see him. So um, my girlfriend and I, we, we go to um, Charlotte or uh, Fayetteville. Yeah. You know, we, we ride out there, stay the weekend with him and. Of course, uh, on my way up there, he loves his daddy. You know, he's like, hey, you know, he tells all his buddies, Special Forces guys, everything, hey, my dad's coming. He's a brown belt. Yeah. My son, no. <laughs> or no, purple belt at the okay. time. Okay. Yeah, I was purple belt at the time. So, uh, or maybe it was right after I got my, yeah, it was right. I think no, you no, had it your was brown. Right, yeah, it was right after my brown belt. Yeah, I think you had your purple brown. Purple was hard attack. Brown was brown neat. Was neat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right after um, so how brown that, belt. Tell us about it. Uh, so we get up there and, uh, of course, drinking a little bit. We started drinking, and I'm there with all of his just testosterone-fueled special forces and Army guys. And uh, we're out there, and they're like, well, let's, you know, show me a few moves, Mr. Porter. Show me a few moves, you know. And there's four of them wanting to go with me. Yeah. You know, they want to go pretty hard. So we get out there in the yard, and it goes from me showing them the move to them like me trying to save my own life. I yeah. mean, these guys are out to kill, you know. They were trying to pin me. They were trying to submit me. So uh, first three I went through, you know, pretty easy. But, I mean, they were tough guys, tough kids, but they didn't know jiu-jitsu. Right. And uh, the last one did. He was an MMA fighter. He's a sport, special forces guy. And I knew as soon as we locked up, I was like, this, this kid knows something. And uh, he was countering everything I was throwing at him. And uh, he, he was quick as lightning, uh, scrambled real good well he rolls over and he's on top of me so i'm just simply going to butterfly sweep him you know i had his i had his arm uh, left i had his right arm under my left and i was just gonna sit well, scissor sweep him is yeah. what i was going to do so i went to scissor sweep him when i did matt you, it sounded like a rubber band pop pow he heard it i heard it everybody watching heard it and they were like 
oh, crap, Miss Porter, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good, man, I'm good. And my knee was like, it looked awful. It yeah. was swollen. And we go in the living room, they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend was, uh, we were next door. My girlfriend was back over at Corey's house. And uh, I go over there, and I've got dirt all in my hair, <laughs> clothes all dirty. She's like, what in the hell? What have you been in? I was like, ah, just playing with the guys, you know. Uh, uh, I said, but I think I jacked my knee up pretty bad. Yeah, you did. So what did you end uh, up doing? Yeah, you? so I went, and um, uh, of course, I tried to come back. I let it heal a little bit. I tried to come in, tried to train once or twice, and it was so limber. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I go in and get checked out. They uh, MRI it, and I've snapped every ligament in there. MCL, ACL, PCL. It's crazy you did it with a scissor sweep. Bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think, Matt, I think I may have already had a little bit of damage you in had, there from – I'm uh, sure. I remember when I uh, – during Muay Thai, you know, I remember one time in particular I went to do a round kick. I didn't have my hip turned in enough, and I kicked really hard with, like, the side of my foot. And I remember a little bit of swelling then, but what I did over at Fort Bragg finished it off. Well, and I, I was talking to Dalton Smith before I got over here. He, <laughs> he uh, kind of non-contact. I think he was throwing a punch. That's what and I heard. Yeah. ACL and MCL. Yep. I mean, and I've had ACL and I've I've had MCL and. Well, they had to put a cadaver in on my MCL. Okay. So it come out of an ankle. What so, did you get? What did you get for the knee? I got a cadaver for my knee for my ACL. ACL. Okay. So I got a cadaver for my MCL. Okay. And they repaired the LCL, PCL, and ACL. Okay. And then they had to repair the meniscus. All right. The meniscus yeah. is a pain. Yeah. So he they did it all at once, and he said the only thing holding my knee on was the skin. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. But I tell you that surgery. That uh, that surgery aged me. Man, um, my ACL, dude, I've had a bunch of surgeries. <laughs> yes. The ACL was maybe my least favorite. Yeah. I, I would rather go through, literally, Matt, I would rather go through open-heart surgery again yeah. than I would the surgery that I went through on that knee. I gained more weight than I've ever gained in my life. And if it wasn't for my girlfriend, Stephanie, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Like, I couldn't get up. You know, I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't bathe myself. It Dude, was terrible. First, how long How long were you on crutches? Because you had the – the meniscus usually means you're on crutches more. Yeah. Because I've torn all of them, but I've torn them all separate. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. I've torn everything you can tear at different times. At different times, yeah. Uh, the ACL, I trained on for so long that it was pretty much healed up. But it was still so freaking painful. I was like, man, I walked in here, and I can't really do anything coming out. <laughs> And but it got over pretty quick. You yeah. know, it was kind of a, a week or two of misery and then it was back to right. normal overall. Um yeah, I don't how do you feel now? Like now I feel uh I feel great. You yeah, know, I feel looking. great now. It, it was uh, after I come back in and started training again, it was um you know, I was so gun shy. You know, I was scared to death I was going to get down there and do it again. Because like I said, I do not ever want to go through that surgery sure. again. That was terrible. And, and uh, it really does I, make you like leg locks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Before that, I like playing them more. Yeah, I'm not fighting it now. It's hard now. You grab, my, you grab that knee, man, I'm, I'm tapping. Yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm, I'm tapping out on that. Yeah, I don't blame you. But, you know, I come back in, I start training. I'm, I'm weighing more than I've ever weighed in my life. I put on so much weight after that knee surgery. And um, I'm determined to get it off. I'm determined to get training, you know, started back training and going again. And uh, it just took a while. 
you know, it took a while mentally. Yeah. You know, I think I, I had to battle more the mental thing than I did the actual injury because I was just, so, like I said, so gun-shy. I didn't want it, want to hurt it again. I don't know how reliable this knee is that they fixed. And one of the bad things is you got another one that might be just as bad. I know. know that's that's, that's a, a scary thought, times, man. That's a, a scary times, thought. Like when I asked him, I was like, what about these discs? And he's like, that's the strongest thing in you. It's the other ones that we got to worry about. And yeah. He's like, those two will be good. Yeah. And it probably the same thing, I'm sure, you know, at this point, because that cadaver is really interesting because it'll – It'll come in real strong, and then it weakens up about six or seven weeks in uh-huh. as it kind of dies off. And then they say it uses – it's basically like a lattice that then your your body grows into. Into it, like big scar. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so and that's, that's, what he's, that's what he told me. It, you know, that cadaver would probably end up being the strongest ligament yeah. you need. And that's they did that on my ACL. I was glad because I was, I was worried about, you know, them cutting my hamstring yeah. or something like that. And that where they put the cadaver on my MCL, that is, it seems like that is still the part that I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, it's not your body. Yeah, it yeah. And it took, it seemed like it took longer. That part took longer to heal than any of the rest of well, it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it, uh, but now I'm, I mean, I'm totally happy with it. That's great. Just you know, I'm not as gun shy. I don't want to get too overly confident. Obviously. Yeah, uh, I mean, how old are you right now? 47. So, I mean, in your 40s, it's just one of those things I yeah. think we're going to have to deal with and slow it down a little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm having to really – this is the first time in my in my time in jiu-jitsu that I've had to pick and choose my roles Yeah, more than – you know, I never did before. I didn't either. And, and yeah. Just like you said, I'm, I'm – I am picking and choosing my my roles, you yeah. know, and I, I would rather go with a higher belt right now because we've got some killer white belts in there. These guys are strong, they're young, but they'll hurt you. Yeah, that's me too. As I, I I don't mind going with a guy as long as I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, the newer guys little work, you know, worry me a little more. Yeah, um, you know, there there's some big guys. It's it's crazy to me. Just <laughs> I don't know, man. Like when you look at us and you go well i mean we're big strong guys some of these guys are freaks they man, are they're, man. they're gigantic they are man, it's finney I, I was saying i've said this before but my best deadlift in my life was 650 pounds and that's a pretty dang good deadlift that's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of no i watched him do 600 for eight <laughs> i mean that's not even right I, that, <laughs> that don't even sound like no, a real number it don't and uh, <laughs> you know now and just the jujitsu like when we came up and this is a – I want to talk to some, some other stuff besides jiu-jitsu, but one of the things when we came up, the internet. I mean, we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, really, you were just seeing whatever we were doing. You didn't get to, to see everybody in the world grapple like you do now. Exactly. How's that changed for you? Like It's changed a lot. It's it's uh, Being able to do that has changed my game a lot, you yeah. know. I, for instance, when uh, I, when I knew I was about to go through this knee surgery, I'm like, man, what if I can't use my knee no more? Mm-hmm. You know, and I love jiu-jitsu. So I started watching uh, jiu-jitsu with guys with missing limbs. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, okay. And I'm watching. It. This is the kind of stuff that I was thinking about before I went into my knee surgery. Okay, what if I can't use my leg no more? How can I still do jiu-jitsu? So how can I do it with only one leg? <laughs> so it, it's helped me study and change the way I, I grapple. Yeah, I spent, yeah. you know, those five years on – I play a lot on my right hip. Yeah. And I play a lot with my right leg yes. laying on the mat. 
And now it, it kind of looks like my style, but for most of it, it was just because the ACL was torn and I had to keep it on the mat so it didn't exactly. get knocked out of the way. Yes. So you kind of learn and adapt. And it's it's kind of become – it's funny because it's very offensive now, but yeah. know, I was just giving them an advantage just to stay protected for a long time. Exactly, and, that's what, I, and that's what I've done. I've learned to do things opposite of what I was doing before because of this knee injury. There's moves that I won't attempt now because of this knee injury. Sure. Um, you know, I can't, it's, it's really hard for me to triangle like yeah. the, the old triangle, you know, I'm, I'm learning new ways to triangle without having to figure for my leg. Yeah. I've had to start going over my calf. Yes. You know? yeah. Yes. I, that's helped me. Yes. Uh, after the ACL, I, I really don't have this. Seems weird. Cause I, I really didn't expect to lose squeeze in that leg, but I did. Yeah. Uh, I can't pin pin them to me quite as well as I could. Yeah. So now I changed the angle on it. Yeah. Uh, the internet has helped me through all of that. you know, my injuries and my different style, you know, and you know, obviously I'm getting older, so I've got to, I've got to change the way that I, you know, I can't scramble the way that I used to scramble. Right. And uh, I've just, uh, it's the internet has helped me develop new games. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's, it's wild and it's fun because like I can find <laughs> something, I don't look at a lot, the you know I look at guys matches that's what I really enjoy yeah. watching if I'm going to watch something and if they're just sitting there leg locking I'm I'm probably going to turn it off but like yeah. the Rotolos I really like there's yes. a lot of guys I really enjoy watching any guys that you like watching or what do you what do you typically um, you know how do you spend your time outside of jujitsu like whether it's getting ready for it or rehab or you know what do you what do you do to stay on in shape and stay on the mat really just a lot of uh, mental training too yeah. you know if I, I which i've not had time here lately but winter time you know if i'm sitting at work you know hopefully my boss is not listening but uh well you he's know, still, I'm sitting there watching uh <laughs> we'll tell we'll tell what you do too, right, yeah. um he sells boats, so yes, yes, done a lot of things, but boat broker, yeah, uh, and so I'm sure there's some downtime on some rainy. Days oh yeah, there is, there is, and uh, you know, Matt or uh, Stacy had told this story about this uh, POW one time. You know, locked away for five, six years, uh, loved to play golf, and the guy sitting there just in his mind every day playing those eighteen holes from, you know, every little swing. Like in his mind, he played that. Uh, when he got released five, six years later, the guy went, you know, after he nourished himself back to health, uh, the guy played the best round of golf he's ever played in his life, you know, from that mental training. So, Dude, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it uh -huh. does. And I've seen it too. You know, I've sat there in the hospital beds after my surgeries or something, you know, and I'm just, I love jiu-jitsu. It's part of me now. You know, I've done it for, I've been with y'all for what, 12 years. Yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, I think about it every day. I think, uh, you know, and uh, I'll lay there if I'm sick. I'll lay there if I've had surgery. Watch some videos. Watch some new techniques. See how jujitsu's changing around I, in the country. I don't know about you, but I run, I'll run, like, matches in my mind all yes. the time. Like, I'm thinking through, and it's funny, like, used to you get to a point where you think through a move, and then you go get on the mat, and you're like, I didn't think about the leg being there. Yeah. The leg's in the way. I know. That doesn't really happen to me too much now. I've gotten now pretty good at it. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I really do think a lot about jujitsu. Yeah. Um, that's my daughter, um, you know, she always wanted a hobby, you know, different hobbies. We're trying to get her different hobbies. Yeah. One of them was, was guitar. And I think she gets, did guitar for about a, a year. But the only time she practiced or thought about guitar was during guitar lessons. So after a year, 
she's really not much better than when she started. And, you know, then you'll have another kid who never takes a guitar lesson, just studies and thinks about it and trains on it and, you know, self-taught and can get pretty good. Yeah. But if you get good instruction and you're the guy that spends the time practicing, you get really good. You get very good. And yeah. I, I think that's kind of what we're seeing now. We've got a lot more guys that are, you know, they're putting good effort in outside of of the, the gym. Outside the gym, they are. I think that really is happening because you see a lot of guys <laughs> forming a real game, not just waiting on us to pick a game for them, but they're really yeah. thinking through that. So that's Well, these guys are getting our experience too. You know, we didn't have that when we first no. started. You know, no. we didn't have the experience that you and I have to pass on to these guys. Yeah, you think about and how many years we spent, or months, yeah. figuring something out. Oh, know, yeah. just mean you drilling something or messing around, and now I'll yeah. teach it in two weeks. Exactly. And, and these white belts that are in there, man, these one, two, three-stripe white belts, these guys are good. They are very good. They These guys are, are <laughs> surprisingly good, but they're getting good coaching, you yeah. know, from the instructors and everybody that's been at a gogi for so long. With this type of experience, yeah. you know, I love spending time with them too and teaching them new stuff. Well, and that to me, you know, one of the you're in a cool role, mm-hmm. like you're actually in the role that I enjoy, yeah. where you don't actually have to teach a class, you can fill in for a class, but yeah. really you get to help guys and just kind of work exactly, know, kind of take a guy from being okay to, to good, yeah, you know, which is a to me easier. I can take a guy that's got a little bit of a game and get them down the road pretty far, yeah, it's that first few times that it's hard yes. you know, getting them and i've got my few guys that you know when i come in to train they, they'll porter can you go with me man can you go with me you know can you show me this even some of our seasoned guys yeah. that's been with us for a long time that hasn't been here in a long time yeah. you know you know a couple of purple belts that's been purple for four or five years i hadn't trained for a while and we get well, in there and and you're you're a familiar fight there's so many people you know we don't we think about new people coming in and we worry about new people being comfortable, but there's a lot of people that imagine guys that got their blue belt in, in Lafette and then want to come back. Yeah. I mean, they don't know anybody. They don't. And they don't. So we kind of got to reintroduce them. Yeah. And that and blue make belt. Them feel at home. Man, if you ever earned your blue, that's a lot of people will come to me and go, look, man, I got a blue from you guys years ago. I don't want to come back. Can I be a white belt? And the answer is no. Yeah. No. You don't. You ever back. got a belt from us? You wear that belt. You earned it. You earned it. That's right. There's nobody that ever got a belt from us that didn't earn no. it. No, there's now, no going back from that. I mean, there's some other belts that. I mean, I'm I'm not going to tell somebody to change their belt, but I mean, it is what it is. But yeah. like, as far as the gogi belts, anybody's ever got a belt from us earned it. Now, yeah. it doesn't mean you're not going to get roughed up if you take five years off and come back. It's yeah. going to happen. Absolutely. But. Uh, the more of those older, I, I've enjoyed Nikki coming back. Oh, and, I have to. Uh, ben coming back. Yes. Just some of the guys have been around in the old days. Just yes. because you want to keep that continuity. Because you guys know we're nobodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. important to have people, not just other people, but it's good to be reminded where you came from. You yeah. know, I, I don't think we're the kind of guys that necessarily need that. But I mean, you got a lot going on and everything's growing. It's easy to feel like good about yourself yeah. and like you're a big deal. But man, we're the same guys that were in garages and same you know, exact ones, crappy buildings. Same all over exact town. ones. Yep. yep. That, that's been that's been fun. Um, all right, I got one question I have to ask you. Yes, and we'll go after this. Have you seen an alien? Alien? No. Um, have you seen a, a UFO? There we go. 
Yes. All right, let's go through the story because we're okay. getting uh, – look, five years ago, ten years ago, I probably just passed this yeah. this part of the conversation. Yeah, I don't know. But with whistleblowers and all kinds of documentation, I mean, it's probably – not a bad thing to talk about, and I'm curious, so tell me about well, it. Well, it, it happened probably, the, I think it was actually the year that I started Jiu-Jitsu was when this happened, um, and I feel good I'm able to talk about it now. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people I wouldn't talk to about this. Sure. Uh, you never told me about it. Yeah. I heard it from Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, I, I thought about it, that's what happened, what, 11, 12 years ago. There's not been a day that has gone by that I've not thought about this what I'm about to tell you. Uh, every day I think about this at some point. Anyway, um, I took my son, my nephew. My son, you know, again, he's, he's a sergeant in the military. Um, um, he's been in the Army, but he was about, I think Corey was probably 15 at the time. Yeah. My nephew was about 11 or 12. And um, we had our farm in Alabama over in Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, I took you deer hunting there. So you know where the two ponds were. Yeah. Okay, so right in the middle was our camp spot. This is where we always went and went camping. We could catfish. We could, you know, sit out there, look at the stars, all this good stuff. But anyway, I had my nephew and uh, my son. It was the night of the harvest moon. There was a harvest moon that night, and it was supposed to be big and beautiful. So... We get down there and well, we throw pitch two tents. Corey and Caden gonna sleep in one. I had my tent and a uh, fire going, reeling rods, and I had a six pack of beer. And uh, I think I was about two beers in. We were sitting out there by the fire. I've got this app on my phone. It's called Skyview, mm-hmm. and you can point it and look at the stars, you know, and it'll tell you what this star is, what this planet is. It's pretty cool app yeah, cool. if you like uh, if you like sky watching I'll like I always out. have. But anyway, the moon was out, man. It was a huge, big moon, big bright moon. And um, first weird thing I saw, we were sitting there, and um, I remember looking up past the moon, and there's this orange dot. It looks like it's out there with the stars. It looks like it's just forever out there, and it's moving. It's just a little bitty orange dot. And I'm watching it, and it's not moving in a straight line. It's like zigzagging through there. What the heck is yeah. that? You know, and I didn't make a big deal about it, but I was sitting there watching it like, what in the heck could that be? Anyway, it just gets to where I can't see it anymore, so didn't think anything else about it. <clears throat> so we're we're sitting out there, and um, Caden, my nephew, you know, he had my phone. And I was like, you know, see what this is, see what that is, and he's just taking the phone, looking at all these stars out there. And I get this really, there's this funny feeling. This, It's hard to explain. I just have a really strange feeling about me. And I look behind us, and Matt, there is this um, star. It's, it's, uh, it looks like a star, and it's almost like what you would see in the Bible. You know, it's, it has very long points on yeah, it, and yeah. the light, it's right above the tree line where we start going into the woods. Um, it's right there and it's super it's the strangest light I've ever seen because it was so bright but yet you could look into it without squinting you know it was yeah. just it was so weird and I told Caden I said Caden what is that man I said put the put the phone on it and let's see what star that is and he's like I don't see anything Pooter they call me Pooter right you know right. whole family okay <laughs> so when I say Pooter I'm referring to me yeah <laughs> he's like I don't see nothing on there, Pooter. I said, boy, you're blind. I said, it has to be. It's, you know, it's bright. It's the brightest thing in the sky. 
And uh, I go over there and get the phone, and I'm pointing at it. And sure enough, there's like this blank spot. I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I'm pointing, you know, I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at the phone. And then as I'm looking, it starts moving. It's like floating right across the treetops. Still this beautiful star. You know, picture perfect, just beautiful, bright star. And I'm like, yo, look, man, this thing's moving. And it's not making any sound. No noise, no nothing, and it's just barely moving. And then once we acknowledge it, Matt, it starts going across the field. And I'm like, oh, crap, you know, and I've got the phone. I'm going to try to start recording it. When I pull the phone up to start recording it, it fades out. Almost like you get the uh, dimmer switch and you turn the lights down. It faded out and didn't see it no more. And I'm like, crap. You know what? You know, we're sitting there talking like, okay, it's not a helicopter. We'd know that. It's not a satellite. Satellites don't say still. You know, we're going through things, eliminating what it could have been. Didn't think much of it, you know. Or we quit talking about it. We sat down by the fire. We started talking about something else, you know. So I forget what it was we were talking about, but I start getting that feeling again. And I turn around and look, Matt, and the damn thing is exactly in the spot it was where it started. I'm like, oh, shit, you know. And uh, Corey, I was like, Corey, it's back, it's back, you know. And I get the phone up, and they all run over there. I get the phone up. And I'm going to record it again, fades out again. It would not let me get a picture, a video. It knew. Wow. You know, so after that, I'm pretty freaked out. And I called my sister. (laughs) I called her. I was like, Michelle, listen, you're not going to believe what I just saw. She's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know what I just saw. (laughs) So I'm sitting there describing what, what had happened. She's like, you get Caden home. You get him home now. I was like, Michelle, it's fine. I said, it's fine. I said, is there something weird out here? I just want to call and tell you we'll be fine, you know? Yeah. You get him home. I said, quit flipping out. I just wanted to tell you about it, you know? And we sit there and we're talking about it, you know? And uh, uh, me and Corey and Caden, we're, sit- we're sitting right there by the fire. I'm sitting in that same seat. And I forget how much time had passed anyway, but I looked to my right, Matt, and this is where I freak out. Uh, I looked to my right, and here it comes across the field. It's about treetop high, and it's a round It's a round set of pulsating lights, orange pulsating lights. And they're pulsating, and the thing is coming right over the top of us, and I grabbed Corey. I grabbed Caden, and I'm screaming. They're screaming. Like, we're literally yelling. I have never in my life been as terrified as what I was right then. And uh, the thing floated over the top of us, and it stopped. And we are just looking up, you know, and we're screaming. I'm crying. I I remember literally crying. And uh, the center of it lit up as bright as the moon was. It lit up, and I'm like, this is it. We're dead. You know, we're fixing to die. And, again, it was really bright, but we're looking up at it, and we're yelling, and I'm just like, we're fixing to die. This this is what I remember thinking, and all of a sudden, it faded out right over the top of us, floating. No sound, no nothing, uh, just faded out, and I did not see it again. After that, I, I swear to you, you can I'm, ask Corey. Bro, Corey, I'm, Corey I'm, will be out, out of the military next month. 
After that, I grabbed them and we said the Lord's Prayer. I don't blame you. I didn't know what it was that we just saw. I don't know what that just happened. I don't know why they did that to us. I don't know why they were messing with us. But that's it's, exactly what happened. What's so wild, like, you know, look, you had me at the treetop <laughs> first time, but it came back twice. 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 That's wild. And it was, it, <clears throat> to me, it was just, it was trying to disguise itself as a star. Yeah. But it stood out <laughs> like a sore thumb. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, the only way I know to describe it is like the star that's in the Bible. It's the only thing I've ever seen. And it was orange the whole time? Or no, was no. It the, light, the, it, the light itself, when it was a star, it was just a star. Just I didn't see one. any kind of uh, shape to it. I didn't see anything. All I, It was... Like when it went out, I guess it was at the tip of the craft or whatever it was. Yeah. But when it started coming over the top of us, it was, I didn't see that star. It was a round circle of orange pulsating lights. Just a, a round circle, like you would, like you always hear a disc. Yeah. It was a yeah. round circular disc shape of pulsating orange lights. What did you do after that? I was, and still to this day, like I was so fascinated. We were talking about uh, calling the police or yeah. calling somebody. I'm like, what are they going to do? Yeah, who do you call? What, yeah, who do you tell? What do you, you know, and uh, uh, after we get back up to the house, I tell my grandmother about it. She believes it. And um, I think my uncle and aunts and all of them come over that next day. I'm telling them they thought I was full of shit. <laughs> I was like, they, Corey saw yeah, it. Yeah, I've known Caden you for a long time. I'm, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. And what was funny, Matt, uh, the thing hung out for about three weeks. Uh, the neighbor next door to my grandmother saw it over our barn. Wow. And just like I described, they said it was a, it looked like a star. And she, Beverly said it was like over the barn. My cousin's husband, uh, his dad saw it at his place. They didn't live too far from there, and he followed it. He got in his car, and he said it was moving, and he followed it. So all that happened in like a three-week period, but I didn't hear of anybody having the encounter that we had. I've never heard anybody, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Very few people have had that, that yeah. level. And um, what, what's really, what really screwed me up is not knowing – why it done that to us what did it do you know yeah, uh, it like it, it stopped over us for a reason it lit up for a reason yeah it was watching us out there for a reason you know and i'm like why what was you know what was it number one and why was it doing what it was doing number two you know have you had any thoughts since then like with all this stuff coming out in the yeah. media what, yeah but i'm just you, you know just, and i've watched I'll, i've even got my girlfriend and watching this stuff everything i go home and i watch alien stuff now but I'm just as confused today as I was when it happened 12 years ago. Look, I really, I mean, I don't know if I would have said I was a cynic, but I just didn't really believe, you know, it's like, well, it ain't never happened to me. I don't see it. I don't yeah. believe it. Up until just a couple of years ago, I'd say I was like that. But yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. And now I'm into Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch, which everybody told me to watch. So I'm like, that yeah. sound like something I'd like to watch because I don't watch very much TV at all. Yeah. And when I do, you know, I don't want to watch, like, something fake. And, bro, those orbs and all that stuff, there's a lot. There's, there's a something lot to, to this. Man. There's something, there's something to, to, to this. We're, you know, there's people aren't just it. making this crap up at this yeah. point. You know, when you've got guys coming out of the military saying it. And if you've ever watched uh, Fire in the Sky, 
Yeah. You know, that's a true story about one of the best, most documented alien abductions ever recorded. Yeah. Uh, Travis Walden. Right. And wasn't he a logger then? Well, he worked for the forestry division. Okay. And uh, the guy's super educated. He has held his story from when that happened when he was in his 20s. Now the guy's in his 70s. Story's just the same. You know, something happened to this guy. Yeah. You know, what he's saying is true. And, and I think he disappeared for a week and then showed back up. Showed the pop back up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All his, you know, all his friends were accused of murdering him, dumping the body. All of them passed lie detector tests. He passes his lie detector, detector test after he gets out. So something's to that. There definitely, yeah, definitely is. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I'm, I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm just as confused today as I was when that happened. And I think about it all the time. I've had dream, you know, I've had dreams about this. My dream, this is no kidding. Whenever it happens, I'm outside and I see one. You know, I'm like, man, there's a UFO. I'm like, yes, you know, I can go tell everybody. And I'm going in telling everybody, come out, man, come out. This thing's here. I told you these are real. And nobody will come out and look at it. And then when I get them to, they come out, the dang thing's gone. It's got to be frustrating. It Especially is. everybody goes, get your camera on it. Yeah. And you were trying to, and it wasn't. It would not up. let me. That's why this thing was under intelligent control. It knew what we were saying. It knew what we were doing. And it would not let me catch it on film. Yeah. And all three of us saw it. Plain as day. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Well. Man, I don't know. That's there's honestly not too many stories that just I knew that was a big story and I knew you'd seen one. Yeah. I didn't know it yeah. came and hovered over the it top was, of you. It was you that kind of encounter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I, we didn't just see it out in the field. The thing come over the top of us, and I don't know if it thought Corey was too ugly or <laughs> Caden was. I don't know, man. It was, you know, it for, was, it was looking for intelligent life. Yeah, over the top know, of and, you and it's like, no, this is just I know. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, find any intelligence there. So he went on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alabama, Sam Mountain, Alabama is probably not the place. Scottsboro may not be. No, Scottsboro, Stevenson, no, no. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. But true story, man. Well, I, man, I appreciate you telling us. And I think yeah. who knows what we're going to find out in the next few years. Or next yeah. Few, hopefully even shorter than that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you. You know, I, I want to know. But in another way, I'm like, do we really want to know? It does <laughs> kind of make you wonder if. going to rewrite. It'll rewrite what everybody has been brought up to believe. It is. It's funny because, you know, you try to figure this stuff out. And one of the things that always gets me is that there's multiple dimensions. And. You know, we're just in the third, and you're like, yeah. if there's 11, it might be something from that. I don't know. Yeah. Makes my head hurt. It, you can't. I mean, you, I don't think we we're made to understand this. No, I'm pretty sure we were not made <laughs> no. to understand this, maybe purposely. No. But, well, man, it's been a bunch of good years with you. Yes, and, uh, yes it's it been is. A, some good stories, and I'm sure we'll do this again. We'll have, have you on, on a bunch of episodes. But anything else that you want to talk about before we go? Not really, man. Just, uh, you know, go a gogi. You know, yeah. keep – Everybody that's here, keep training, and uh, um, let's go roll. Yeah. Know? Well, you're a big part of the family. Love you, and I definitely appreciate you and everything that you do here. And, Love all y'all, man. We'll, uh, we'll get on the mats. Everybody else, if you see Porter, make sure you stop by and ask him about his alien encounter or some <laughs> jiu-jitsu advice. <laughs> ooh, and, ooh, uh, ooh. We'll see you next week. <laughs>